What's happening, people? Welcome back to another episode of Red Divided. Myself, Tommy. You got Addy here. Um, what, as you can see, Ham's not here today. Had a little last-minute emergency. He decided good. to drop out because because <laughs> Arsenal lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all good. We'll um, it'll be back next week anyway. I'm sure he's not going to miss next week um, with the Liverpool and United game. Um, firstly, before we start, please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Share this with friends and family. And all the good stuff. This will be a quick episode um, because I said because Ham is not here and just myself and Adam. This is pretty much going to be like our phone conversation yesterday because we talked <laughs> for like 20, 30 minutes yesterday after the game. Um, what we do, we might as well get straight to it. So we start with like United's week because um, if you could recall last week, we paid Copenhagen and then we lost to Newcastle. And then we lost to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah that's so correct. That's I correct. Think, I think the question was. Um, when I, I think I was complaining about them not working hard, and, mm. and I think you guys' question was, what gave you hope? To yeah, why did you expect them to expect, in the first place? Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was more because, as I said, they worked hard in the um, Galatasaray game, and I thought, you know what, they're going to carry that on. It, it looked like we yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It like it <laughs> and they played well, so I thought they were going to carry that on. Yeah. So, fast forward to Chelsea, we did exactly the same thing. We played well. We won a game. I don't. I think for me personally, I think that's the best I've seen them play. Yeah. In terms of like chances we create, we totally like dominated a whole. We game. we do, Yeah. We pretty much dominated. Obviously, Chelsea yeah. had their chances, and but we dominated the game. The best player I thought in that game, I thought for me was Arabat. And then, but going into Saturday's game, I thought this time around I've learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't expecting much. Oh. I can't rely. I wasn't expecting much. So I was thinking, look, I looked at the table. I thought. Despite how bad we've been, we're still up and about there. We're still up and about. How the hell are we still? This is before Spurs play today, right? Level of um, points with Spurs. Mm. We were like what three points behind City. It was just something crazy. I was just thinking, how the hell is this happening? Mm. I'm thinking, oh, imagine if we won today. Like, where would we be? Because we've got like hard fixtures coming up. So t- I think. Until the end of the year, this is our easiest fixture. What? Yes, you would have thought yesterday was our easiest fixture on paper. Uh, that was the easiest fixture. So I thought, okay, cool, we'll see. Bear in mind, I still didn't have any hope. And I was watching the game. Five minutes gone, Solanke scored. I think what? There we go again. But the thing is, it looks good because it feel you feel like they're trying, but their end product is poor mm, because mm. every time like the build up plays. I think what we complained about a lot of the times was, was the build up play, right? And it actually looked good in the build-up play, but then when she gets, once they get to the final, for, end, yeah, the the, like the, the end product in terms of the assist or the finish like, is is just lacking. Dribbles past two, three to find the right pass was a problem. Um, vice versa on the other side of the pitch with Anthony as well. Um, it was just yeah, it we just weren't creating chances. Yeah, and I it, think what you just highlighted right, it's it's even when we are doing something right the other departments still let us down i think mm. it's the same thing you say but it's when the build-up play is correct they can't finish because i think there's one of the champions league games where we had so many chances yeah but they just couldn't finish or they will hit their shin or so if the defense is playing well the midfield will mess it up the strike it just is what it is we're, we're shambles of a club right now yeah so it was just yeah it, that just that was the game yesterday Am I surprised? No. I'm, I'm, and that's just the honest truth. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. Did I think we were capable of beating 
Bournemouth, of course. Um, but for me, it's the it's damning because I'm not gonna lie. That's not that. Although I'm not surprised. I'm not. Well, it is damning because if Bournemouth can come to Old Trafford and score three, Bay Man, it should have been four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because of that, if Bournemouth can come to Old Trafford and score three goals without us scoring one, it just shows the state of the club. How poor like the club is right now. I know we're bad. I know we know we're bad, mm. but it seems like they find new heights. Of, of I don't even find it as new anymore. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I think football now we take everything game by game. Mm. But actually, I still look at stuff in a run of games, like five, ten, fifteen games. I, I can't look at it game by game. And from beginning of season, we've seen that like. The way football is now, it's not the big names that does it now. Football wins. It's football on the pitch that wins. And even though Bournemouth's football wasn't being implemented or it wasn't working out at the start of the season, over the last few weeks, it's starting to click. Ours is still developing. It's something we've been saying since, and it's just not quite there. So you now add the football identity not being there in addition to people not working as hard as they should or just facing hungrier players, it's, it's, it's what you're going to get. It's what you're going to get. Whether you're home or away, people could come to your own house and show you. So, yeah. Yeah, look, um, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't, I just laughed in it. So yeah. after the game, I laughed. I can't want to be angry anymore. Unless you want to cry, bro. Yeah, it's just, there's nothing no, else that, I could, like, there's nothing else to be, we're just going to be repeating ourselves week after week yeah. when it comes to United. And as I said, the scary thing is that that's our easiest fixture until the end until the end of the year. So I don't know where we're gonna get it. No, but we still points though. We still points, so it doesn't need to be easy or hard. We still points. We know how to still points. So it's crazy. We'll be and cool. this is the question I was gonna ask you. For me personally, it's damage limitation. Regardless, I'll just I'll I'll leave them there until the end of the season. Mm. But given like the fixtures that's coming up. Do you think they can possibly pull the trigger before before Christmas? So somebody at work asked me this about three weeks ago. So Jamie, that we went to the Fulham game with, he asked me about Ten Hag and I was like, what I see as the, the cutoff mark as to what helps him or what can be the defining moment is how his performances are by the time that um, Sir Radcliffe deal goes through. Yeah. Because I think once he comes, I think there will be some change. So if he's having a good run up until then, I think he'll be fine. But if shit, things are going shit by the time he they do complete that reorganization, I, I think he's gone. I think they will will sack him. I think literally, and I think literally because he asked me in line with the with Sancho. Yeah. So Sancho might outlive him if he's the team's doing badly and that can, that twenty five percent sell goes through. But yeah, I I don't understand anything anymore. So I just accept that if they want to keep him, they should keep him. If they want to let him go, let him go. It's, everything's a shambles, and I don't understand anything. So I just take it. I just yeah, take I, it. Um, I won't be surprised if, because according to the reports that we're reading, that so Ratcliffe it will be taken over like the football mm. side of things. I won't be surprised if he's watching everything now and. And work in the background to try and replace him. 
Yeah. I won't be I won't be surprised, but at the same time, maybe they've had conversations and maybe maybe he had reassurement. Who knows really, but it's clear to see that he's struggling. Yeah. And I, despite him saying that he hasn't lost the change room, he might not have lost the whole of the changing room, but it's glaring to see you've lost aspect of parts of the changing room because you can't have one and he's come out and say this team can't be consistent. Why can't the team be consistent? Because mm. the, there's no way you can perform in one minute the way you did on against Chelsea and all of a sudden pull up this kind of performance. But the problem, I think sometimes it's deceiving. It's deceiving when we play an opponent that maybe isn't working as hard and we can we can outstrength them. We, we can play better than them. Mm, mm. But then we play a hungry team like Bournemouth that are going to run more than us. So actually, we looked good against Chelsea. Yeah. But if you gave Chelsea the legs that Bournemouth had, they might have beaten us as well. So sometimes we can't do like for like yeah. automatically like that. So, But if it's like, well, how is this team's... If it's the same thing, teams outrunning us, outrunning us. Bear in mind, this team's... Like, kind of like Newcastle, the way mm. Newcastle outrun us. Newcastle played with the same formation for for how long be, um, previous to the game that they played mm. us. How is is it possible that they're outrunning your team week in, week out? So what do you tell them? <laughs> no, even a part of it, you're right. Sometimes I look at it like, I don't even look at the manager. I'm like, actually the players now, how hungry are you? Right. I look at myself maybe eight years ago when I was playing 11 aside. I was young. I was all of this stuff. Mm. I'll make those runs because I just wanted to. Now, at my age now, you make me ask me to make that run. Yeah, I'll pretend. <laughs> I'll pretend like I'm making that run. And I think some of these Newcastle players, they're in positions they've never been in before. Mm, mm. Right. These are heights that they probably never, never pictured for their life. Right. So the harder they work, they can, they can, it's realistic now that they can touch things that they never thought they could. And you're now at a club that can send billions subject to fair play. And actually I'm trying to keep my position because they could buy someone in summer and I have to move to Sheffield United or West Ham type of situation. So I see these players just being a lot hungrier than us and United are United. We haven't changed. Like, it's not a new thing because people are thinking, oh, I'm going to come and cry because we lost 3-0 to Bournemouth at home. Last season, how many times did... It wasn't every other week. Okay, last season, we were good at home, right? Yeah. The season before, how many other... Every other week, they're saying, oh, this person hasn't been United in 20 years at this. Yeah. This person hasn't been there in 40 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So all of that's been wiped out anyway. Oh, there are yeah. a couple of teams that still need to clean theirs, but yeah. all of that's been wiped out since. So it's, it's not a new thing. This season, yeah. because we've been getting points, doesn't mean we've been good yeah, the Everton game that. the Wolves exactly so it's all of that stuff the it, only two like the only Premier League game this season that we played well is probably the Chelsea game yeah it's the Chelsea the game, game we actually look dominant the only game that you we we won that you can say that oh they deserve to and it probably and it probably speaks volumes about Chelsea as well yeah. as opposed to how <laughs> good true. we were you exactly. get me yeah it's true so it's um and I think just touching on what you're saying is about the players and I think you're totally right because some managers sometimes it's easy for them to go into a changing room full of like youngsters or like without big name players yeah. because it's easier for them to believe in your philosophy or your way your ways of working whatever it is mm. rather than like players that oh yeah with egos so it, with egos is different struggling with these players and the ones they've decided to keep 
I'm not sure whether they're they're helping him out. Yeah. And I'm not sure. And the ones and to be fair, he has to take massive responsibility because the ones that you've also brought in, they have not lived up to expectations. His mind management must be shit. Like, like my view is that his mind management is shit. Because why are you falling out with someone every other couple of weeks? Mm. It's only you. Ah, you're the only person that's been around in this world that you're falling out with everyone. You know what? With that, I don't I don't totally put that on him, I'll be honest with you, because I feel like there's that United they've created such a toxic environment over the like the last what how many years that like, the players have always won the battle with the managers. True, true. But now I look at so the person I picture it that takes me out that believe. But I don't know these people personally any, so it's just my thought. But you got someone like Varane that just looks like the ultimate professional. It looks like he's falling out with him. Yeah. But then I think when... I feel like with, he has a battle every time someone gets dropped out of the team. Which, if it was any other manager, you wouldn't get that. I mean, it mm. makes sense because Varane, you can't, you, don't, you can't stay fit. When you do come on, you're not giving, we're not getting the same Varane that we got in Real Madrid, but you are still giving, okay, every now and then you give us good performance. You and Martinez had a massive mm, great mm. run last year, fair enough. But even when those, like you're putting those run together, you get injured. Mm, mm. And then on top of that, we know Ari's not the best, but Ari's now coming and worked hard. So what message does it send when... You can, just, you can just come back in straight yeah, away without, without fair play, fair position. play. And I think that's the issue. A lot of them are crying because they're not playing and the manager's got stand by his decision look this man has come in is playing well you can't just walk straight back into the mm, team mm. everyone's got to take get and that's why i always say with the players in united everyone's had an opportunity everyone yeah. it's not as if like you was playing great before you went before you got injured you wasn't like everyone's had an opportunity no one has put a stamp for their place the only person that plays week in week out is bruno and maybe he doesn't deserve that he doesn't the only thing, the reason why I think he probably uses Bruno's as much as people are frustrated with the way he plays, going forward without Bruno, mm. we're clueless. He's well, the only one that makes things happen. With the way we play football, it makes sense for Bruno to be there. If we're looking at a different type of football, like the yeah. Man City's or the um, Arsenal type of football, I don't put Bruno personally. Yeah, that, you offer me him in those squads, I probably wouldn't take him. But he makes sense in what we are. And this is the problem with the manager, because if you look at the other teams, their setup is... Obviously, there's certain players that are indispensable in the team that you're thinking that they've got to play week in, week out if they're fit. Mm. But then... When they are not around, you should have a functioning player that can fit fit in. We don't have that. If a player is injured, we because of how we play, we can't just slot players in and out. But that that's my issue now with the managers that why can't you switch it up? It's 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 sad. And I say this comparing this to when we used to play seven aside, or even that last game we played seven aside yeah. during one of the summers. And looked at it first half and I was like, guys, I don't think this is working. We're going to make this slight tweak. And make the slight tweak, you make it happen, right? But if you can only play one single way, then, bro, you might as well come out. Let me, let me be manager. I think he can play more. We've seen that he's played, he's played a different way in ice, but he's been stubborn. Yeah, that, and, yes. And that's stubborn. I didn't even know how we were playing against Bournemouth because I was seeing Maguire in the box a few, way, too many times. I was confused. I was like, you are not doing inverted Maguire. Like, yeah. no, stop it. Or whatever you're doing, I don't want to hear no funky formation. Cool, cool. But yeah, look, that that is um, that's United. 
I think Ham has actually sent a message. <laughs> I was going to read it, but it's long. It's long. <laughs> Let me just see what he said. Thoughts on Arsenal after. Don't worry, we'll pause it. We'll pause it for the video. We'll edit it, edit this uh, out. Arsenal scored. I thought the boys were brilliant. Sorry, after Villa scored, I thought the boys were brilliant. Until, up until the front three, who I thought as a trio were below par. Saka probably the only player that did a little bit more than the other two, but not good enough from, from them, especially when other departments were functioning well. So Liverpool on the man of the match display against Dangerous and Lively Watkins. I thought Saliba marshalled him perfectly and continues to show why he's the best CB in the league. I'm going to ask you a question about that one second. Mm. Um, Albert's, Albert's game... Abbott's again put on a solid display going from strength to strength. We created enough chances in this game to not only get back into the game, but to win it. More clinical in front of goal and we'll win this game. 2 or 3-1. Disappointing result. Well, very, very good performance against a high-flying Villa. He just completely nullified City, but couldn't do it. Do that against, I'm guessing against us. We created chance after chance, but couldn't convert. Um, and the controversial ones, which is the penalty on Jesus, is a penalty, no matter soft it was. That's Ham's faults. Um, and the handball is six of... One half a dozen of the other. Other. By the letter of the law, it's handball, but it's fucking harsh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's his fault. But let's go into that, the controversial... In terms of the game, there's no point I was going to the game because just, I just read that out. Um, Arsenal was definitely the better side. 100%. Not like, and, and I think exactly what Ham said, I totally agree. Straight after um, Villa scored, Villa, Villa just looked tired throughout the whole game. They were making mistakes all over the place. Mm. But the only thing is, Arsenal didn't actually whip the keeper. As much yeah. as they're playing chances, they weren't even shot a target, they only shot... The other guards, when I can, remember, I can remember that, that one. He didn't even have to make a great save because I think... Yeah. It was a great save because the keeper anticipating him hitting mm. it there. But apart from that, they weren't hitting the target. So yeah, I can't, I can't remember much. Um, But in the controversial ones, I think I messaged you in regards to like... Yeah, because... you watched it, what's yeah. your thoughts on it? As soon as I saw it, I thought penalty. I'm not going to lie. As soon as I saw it, I saw so obviously I was out. So I was watching the match and then popped out half time and then you messaged me and I was like, the penalty and I was like, oh, shit. And you're like, you don't think it's a penalty. Yeah. But when I watched it back, I was just as soon as I saw it, I was just like, Yeah, that's yeah. that's a penalty. I can't argue for it not being a penalty. Cause if we're saying, Do you think if I think it's a foul, yeah. right? So if I think it's a foul, automatically it must be a penalty. Yeah. And that's that's my view. I I've left this whole view of soft because once we start doing soft, medium, yeah. hard. That's when every, yeah. that's where all the discussions arise from, right? That's where everyone gets upset and not upset. But if we see it as a foul, Jesus was trying to control the ball. He's kicked the back of his leg, which has an impact on him. It's a foul, yeah. so it, it's a it's a penalty. And my argument was they're comparing it to the to the Palace one. Did mm, you see the Palace? One? I saw the Palace one, and I don't think I it's the same. The reason why I don't think it's the same with the Palace one is. Asus was trying to both the ball was in the air. This guys was trying to both kick the ball mm. in the air. The 
the Palace one is just straightforward. You just whacked him mm. at the back of the... Yeah, they... they it's not identical. People like to compare stuff. And and, that's what yeah, annoys yeah, yeah. me. I was like, stop comparing. It's not the same. So I don't blame you because yeah. when I'm doing something and someone wants to argue and they use the wrong example, I'm like, you're done because I'm not going to listen to anything else you've said. You know what I mean? It's because, not, yeah, yeah. It's not the same. So, like, that's what annoys me about it. Yeah. So comparing it to that one, that, that's totally... For me, yeah. it's, it's different. Yeah, but they're not gonna I'm, I'm like, like that. I'm like that. Yeah. I know what Arsenal fans, a lot of Arsenal fans are like. They compare, even I told you, even after the um, Newcastle game, the mild images of pictures of <laughs> yeah. like, different games that they've sent me about oh, it's the, it's the same as um to leave um what have someone pushing and Gabriel, do you yes. know what annoys me as well? We have confirmed and agree that there's no consistency, so. We just have to look at everything independently or else it gets boring. boring. We know there's no consistency, so park that to the side. Yeah, three weeks on from that Newcastle game, they were still comparing it with other... Only shit. three weeks. Like, Wait till next summer, you'll still be I getting know, pictures. Like, I know some United fans can be frustrated, so I'm not going to try and say it's only Arsenal fans, but bro, you guys need to give a fucking break. <laughs> no, it's a joke. Like, it's your, your... When you lose a game... It's oh my... It's everyone in the world. It's yeah, everyone. It's always be everyone else. Like, think... You concentrating why a goal wasn't scored. Yeah. In those two games that you've lost, a goal wasn't scored. Yeah. It's not as if you didn't get a chance to score a goal. Then we could talk about the ref. Do you know what I'm saying? You yeah. guys haven't scored a goal. You haven't put the ball in the back of the net. It's so true. Ball it's ball. true. Think and that's, that yeah. First. But the, the um, Asus one, look, as you, you're rightly so. He did touch him. I mean, you can mm. say he's harsh, but he did touch him. But I think my initial thoughts is, stop comparing it. It's not the same thing. Yeah, and I, I do understand how you can yeah. get... So, as I said, if someone brings the wrong argument initially, I'm like, actually, shut up. And for me, well, the reason why I even thought it wasn't at first is because both of them put their foot up. And I felt Douglas Louise, as he realised that his ball touches the leg, his leg first, he was trying to bring his hold of his leg, but his leg was high up already. Because Jesus touched the ball and it was on his, on his leg. Yeah, because Jesus has already down, controlled, controlled, pretty much controlled the ball. Really. Down. That's when his leg touched Douglas Louise. Yeah. So that's why I think it. But if they give it, I won't be upset. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not upset either way because I don't. But I just don't think it was enough to send the ref to the um. To yeah. The, especially if the ref didn't give it. And yeah. It, and the handball, if he touches hand, there's not goal. It's, it's as simple. As it's that. as simple as that. I think where the argument is the mighty cash aspect. I can't lie. Once it became a bit too long, that pause, I was like, I don't even fucking care. I'm gonna stop watching this. Like watching that replay because yeah. sometimes the replays are just too much. It's so I was just much. like, okay, you said it's touch Havertz's hand because of that reason, it should be disallowed. It's touch Cash Cash's hand. And to be honest, if it did touch Cash's hand first, then are we saying it should be a penalty? But I guess it depends on because that's another thing I said. Remember when there. Were, they're arguing that oh it's not a ham things shouldn't be handball yeah, yeah right yeah. so if they've now followed your your suggestion that not everything should be in handball yeah. so that means cash's one may not be a handball yeah. but Havertz's is yeah. so that's why i keep saying we have to remove the subjectivity because yeah, yeah. two weeks ago everyone was arguing that handball shouldn't be handball yeah, but yeah. now it is handball yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't work so, like that I think that rules like that one they're being consistent with that if he touches your hand and you and you have to it's the only goal. way it yeah. works because if, you, if you're going to compare once again with the Liverpool game when um did is it Palace scored and he touched um someone's hand I can't remember who scored and he touched his hand before he scored 
So, oh, is it the Edward go? Is it Edward? I, I think remember. I think so. Yeah, or even the, even the, I didn't watch that one live. I listened on the radio. One, he touched someone's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the only way yeah. it works because then people can stop. Yeah, cause, just talking like. But, um, look, it's for, for me. Like Arsenal played well. I think Arsenal. I, I think they should have won the game. I thought they were solid. Yeah, should have won. Not even draw the game. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were solid because there was like and com- bearing in mind what Villa did to City. Mm. Arsenal played, yeah, they went up there and played really well and they should have won the game, but they didn't. So um, focus on why you didn't win the game and let us stop complaining, thinking there's a conspiracy theory. Every, oh, the things I've seen on the internet, I'm just like, what What has Arsenal done? <laughs> no, like literally, you have to think about it because what have Arsenal done that everyone's against them? Like, why do you think everyone's against Arsenal? There, I've seen people list... PFA, FFA, FBI, MI5. What have you done that everyone needs to be against you? You're the only team in the world. I think everyone's against you. Oh, it's tiring, man. It's tiring. They lost. They should have won. I totally agree. They're a better team. 100%. But obviously they didn't. Um, The only other thing I was going to ask you, actually, um, we'll we'll get Hans thought on it next week. Actually, I'm not going to be here, but remind um, Mm. me to ask Hans, please. Um, It's the best centre-back in the league. So, my best views, I think, personally, for me, I don't care how people want to spin it, on form or not on form, just... And I haven't thought about it at all, so yeah, as you're telling me, I will just, I will analyse it as you my, say. My best centre-back in three right now, mm. in, in this order, I still think Van Dijk is the best centre-back in the league, then Diaz, then Saliba. Those are the three. I think Saliba eventually will become the best centre-back in the league. After this season, whatever it is, it will eventually be the, be the best but I still think Van Dijk is still the best centre-back. My reason for Van Dijk still being the best centre-back in the league is because in terms of his knowledge and the way he reads the game, I still think he reads it better than anyone else. He gets a lot. He gets exposed a lot more than any other centre-backs I know in the league because the way Liverpool plays, then we, their full-backs don't stay. They're constantly going. And he's having to always... When I see him, he's having to always covering for like everyone within that back line mm. pretty much he's the he if he doesn't play Liverpool are in trouble um one-on-one you still don't get much plays that to go, that go past him if someone beats goes past Van Dyke, we're all going to make a big noise about it mm. the only thing I don't like about Van Dyke, he likes to stay too clean he doesn't get dirty that's what annoys me about him he doesn't like the slight tackle um he doesn't do often. He doesn't, he doesn't do often. often he yeah. just doesn't like to get dirty. He, and he doesn't. And for him personally, he probably think I don't need to. Yeah, if I'm reading the game and everything well, then I don't need to go to ground. Um, Diaz, he doesn't have the attributes of this t- other two. Mm. He doesn't have. So he's he's not as quick. He's not he's not he's not as um, fast as this um, Van Dijk or Saliba. He's just pure mind, and he's good and very good on the ball. And I don't, I don't know whether it's because of City that makes him look good. Yeah, because I was going to say that if you've got Rodri ahead of you, does that automatically my change point, the game? My point exactly. So, but that it might, it might be the case. But every time I see him, I've never seen him like out of place. You know what I mean? I always see him, see him in control of the back line, good in the air, good on the ball. He's not, he's not, he's one of those centre backs, kind of like. I'm not trying to compare him to it, but like the Cannavaro, you don't have to be quick like the Terry, but mm-hmm. they read the game very well. They'll put their body on the line and those kind of things. He, that, that's what he kind of reminds me of. And Saliba, 
he's got everything in abundance. But is he there yet? I don't think so. See what I mean? Because I still think he gets a lot of protection with the way Arsenal... Because if you realise Arsenal's... They've got Rice in front of him. Their wing-backs don't fly like any other wing-backs. I mean, mm. their full-backs. They're still like... They've got like Ben White that's still... It's still there. And one thing that always makes me... I'm not too sure whether he's the best yet. It's because he always plays on that right-hand side. Even when someone else comes in, he still plays on that right-hand side. Mm. And when someone is not comfortable moving to the left, I'm not I'm not too sure whether you are the best centre-back in the league. Because Van Dijk, you can tell him, move to the right, play on the left. Whether you're, left, you're right foot or not, I'm not too sure how comfortable you'll mm. be if you if you if you if they put you out of your comfort zone, so I I'm not saying he's not eventually gonna be because the guy is amazing. Mm. Like and people people now got like, I don't want people to start making noise. He's amazing. No, making noise. Oh, noise Come into the comments. Come and attack him. He is the best centre back in the league at the moment. I yeah, I still think he's Van Dijk. That's just my. I could, they can argue with Diaz. Fair enough, but I just don't think. There's a better centre back in the Premier League than Van Dyke. Yeah, I take I take your words and like obviously take on your comments because what as you said that it just made me realise that actually I don't think I'm watching as many full games of other teams as I am of Arsenal and United. Yeah. So as soon as you said that, I was like, actually I haven't watched much of Diaz at all this season, like mm -hmm. full on games. I, I can't even comment on him. Um Van Dyke. Maybe I'm not watching as many. Obviously, he still has that aura. He, if if he's not there, you know Liverpool are gonna suffer. But I think just because of probably the amount of time I watch Arsenal playing, Saliba just impresses me and continues to impress mm -hmm. me. Maybe he hasn't been put in the worst case scenarios for him to fail, because even in like very like tough situations, I've seen him come out on top and do very well. But maybe I haven't seen him in the worst of scenarios to say, actually, okay, you've kicked the tires now. And I know you can handle all, all, all different kinds of situations. But yeah, if if it's going to be close with anyone, it is going to be Van Dyke. And I'll, I'll actually, I'll keep an eye out more, especially over this festive period, just to see to see the performances between them. So you don't have an answer for you at the moment? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> it wasn't something I came on now, with in mind it, and it, i've been impressed by Saliba, but i don't want to just yeah, be yeah. weighed on the fact that because i've seen him play more so yeah i think what you are right about is that every single test that has been thrown at him mm. he has passed with like flying colors yeah but we can also say that with van dak as well when he first came on until, oh yeah until you can start to see it became volatile out of nowhere mm. for the, i think it was a season of it was after it was after his injury. It was after yeah, his after injury. His things injury things happen, yeah. But even now, as I said, watching even I watched him against Palace yesterday. Um, I thought it was really good. They can't like he's, so I'm saying, I, the parts I, I did watch. I thought I thought he was really good. He's always mopping up for them at the back. It's always him that is mopping. I feel like he's controlling the whole. Of yeah, and he's always done that. He's done that for a long time. So like, I can't I, argue with your statement on that. Not saying. It's, as you said, every test that we put against Saliba, he's always passed. But I'm just not ready to say it's the best by next season. Let's see how it performs. Which, which is fair. Which is fair because you do come with people saying a lot of things very quickly, yeah. and you're like, I'm not, "Yeah, I'm just not ready but... to say yeah, he's hundred percent the best centre back." That's not for me, bro. Like, I'm not. I'm not there yet. And when when he does get there, 
we'll come back and revisit. Yeah, I think I think it's one of the ones. Yeah. Let's add to our list for the end of the season. I'll make sure I look out. Yeah, yeah. Now we don't need to add Ham to this because he's always going to say Saliba anyway. So. <laughs> I will keep an eye out I then. I've already, <laughs> already said it anyway that he's the best centre back in the league. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. Cool. All right, let's just round up the games. Um, and then, in regards to where should we start? Cool. Liverpool obviously won yesterday. Um, I watched the game. I can just give a quick summary. Palace was a better team until they got that red card. Oh, yeah. Switch. It switched when they got the red card. Yeah, like it, they, they were unfortunate. Um, it was a harsh yellow card. Yeah, I thought the I first think, one was really harsh. Yeah, and I don't think I actually I didn't realize it was giving him. I didn't realize yeah. it gave him a second yellow. I thought it gave him a second yellow for kicking the ball away. Mm. And I realized oh, he didn't kick the ball away. Yeah, yeah, so that, he gave it gave him a yellow was, card eight yeah, like, before that. I yeah, shots that like, it was sending them off. So I just I couldn't believe it. And obviously yeah. that changed the game. Oh, that changed the game yeah, entirely. You give, them, you give them a sniff. Liverpool are gonna. Yeah. Even without that yellow, um, that red card, Liverpool were always going to try and come yeah. back towards the end of the game anyway. Um, yeah. Well, that changed the dynamic of the game. Yeah, yeah. And it was, they were unfortunate because without Felicia and Eze, they played really well. Yeah, yeah. Really no, they, well. Did, they did really well. It's just a shame. But dynamic, dynamics always going to change when there's a red card, especially against Liverpool. So. Cool. Um, Brighton, Burnley? Dead. Dead, bro. Dead. <laughs> Brighton. <laughs> I could see. I could never have imagined Burnley leaving there with, with a point because Brighton are just not a stand. They're not a Premier League team, right? Like, good all company trying to play football, all of that stuff. But it's not. It might be one of those ones. They get relegated. They improve on it even further and then come back and stay up. But at the moment, they're just not that team. And Brighton are. They're Brighton now. They shouldn't be doing stupid stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what I think with teams sometimes. When there's a level of expectation. That's when teams tend to crumble sometimes. Like it's all good doing well when no one expects it. Mm-hmm. But when there's now a level of expectation, like to fulfill that is hard. And that Yeah, 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 yeah. See that from Brian, they're struggling to do that because we would have thought they would like look, they're not far away from that, like, no but the Europa League is definitely like also a major factor as well. So but, um, Yeah, I just don't because what's their they they've won like one out of their last last eight or something yeah. league games or two or something. But the funny thing, they're still up there, which is a bit weird. So they started off season well, but we've lost our men. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's yeah. everyone's been everyone, and that's what's making the Premier League absolutely fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Um, obviously, Sheffield United beat Brentford. They have hope. Chris Wilder? No, they ain't got hope. They ain't <laughs> got hope. Chris... No, no, he's not going to keep them up. It's, he's going to like obviously he's going to try and do his bit but he's not going to keep them so up they're going to have that new manager bounce for like first couple games they will they will improve they will improve they won't be getting spanked five six seven eight every week but they ultimately won't stay up and he i, I think he even acknowledges that they probably won't stay up but you give it a good goal they'll definitely improve 100 percent. Cool. if anyone's running a risk to compete with them will be nothing on forest what to go down yeah like because yeah the form has just dipped but what I've realised now, as much as we used to say it was just between three or four teams, mm. it's a lot because people are going on runs. Yeah. We're blinking. Bournemouth are winning three games. We're blinking. Fulham are winning two games. Like things are, think yeah, th- things are changing really quickly. So, yeah. like yeah, people can be dragged in. 
But ultimately, I still think Sheffield United really <laughs> go down. But other people can be dragged into this easily or disappear quite easily. Cool, cool. Um, then we have Everton being Chelsea. Easy, standard. Did, did you ever doubt it? You know, the thing is, Chelsea are so inconsistent. I thought everyone would win. But I also didn't know what to expect from Chelsea. No, no, no. This was the week. This was this week's banker. <laughs> <laughs> this was this week's banker. This I was this week's ba- No, no. Look at it. Everton outplayed us. We outplayed Chelsea. I'm doing <laughs> boy math here. Boy football math. I, I, um, it didn't surprise me at all. Or maybe I didn't think everyone was going to win 100%. But it didn't even surprise I didn't even... Listen, I, I, I'll just like, okay, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, then obviously we talked about Fulham. I think I put it in the group today. Since we've been to Fulham, Bruh. we scored bare goals. We went to Fulham and and Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Since and then, who did it be five 0 last week? No, no, Forest wasn't and it? Forest, yeah. And then I'm surprised. Forest, I can, I could, I can take I can West Ham. West Ham. <laughs> I was thinking maybe a cheeky one-one. Five. Five. No. Nah. And Fulham don't score goals. Yeah, they don't. I don't. We get it. Yeah. Like, Ham's probably going to hear this. So we, when we was at their game, um, was it what Monday was it? Two Mondays. Two Mondays ago, yeah. I was, I was sitting, was, you were sitting next to your colleague, I was sitting next to Ham and I was like, what was the last time Imina scored a goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he heard you. I was not <laughs> having the last. I was like, has this guy scored over... 20 goals in the Premier League and Ham was like, come on. He did, he did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and since then, I think he scored what? He scored two in the last Yeah, game, yeah. He definitely game. scored one today. Yeah, and it will be. He's yeah. just, he's just going on a mad form. So, now, well done to Fulham, though. Um, and, you know what? I have to give the manager um, praise as well because there was a, it, there was a, it was getting tempted by the Saudi. Saudi and losing Mitrovic as yeah, well. And that a lot of money. And I thought they would just be battling relegation because they were losing Mitrovic. Bro. I thought that's a lot. Of Even if I had ser- turned Saudi down for the whole summer, as soon as Mitrovic goes, I'd be like, Uncle, <laughs> please, please. Yeah, so now, yeah, I, I, I have to give him credit. Yeah, good at, um, good on him. Also, got to give credit to um, Luton, but this is the Premier League. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. You, like, there's no... <laughs> you, you, don't get, you don't get any bonus point for working hard. Uh, 100%, well. but I respect them, because as I said from the se- beginning of the season, Luton are not meant to be in this league. Mm. Like, they are here to enjoy the experience and then duck out. But you need to understand, I think Luton have only lost by more than one goal maybe twice this season. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. While people are eating eight, <laughs> they've only lost by more than one goal twice this season. And they have played all the big boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get me? So crazy. You have to give them credit. It's just Against crazy. Arsenal, see that fight, 4-3, City 2-1, Liverpool 1-1. Luton, well done. You be, you can go back to the championship in, with pride, honestly. Right, with pride. We're, we're here. Nah. There's, still, there's still a lot of time for them. We'll throw your party. Obviously, now Everton are like four points away from that relegation now, which is crazy because they had... If they, were, if they didn't get that 10 points deducted, they'll be, I think... Yeah, yeah. Easy. That's what certainly have. Everton are a different team. Stop abusing them the way you do. They're a different and team now. The last game is obviously the game that just finished the day with Spurs. At Newcastle, that song's performance has put a dagger in my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. oh, That's bro. why I wanted Perro to score the fourth I'm goal. So, I don't know. I was gutted, man. Yeah. That performance. <laughs> I have to write off this league this this week because I, my vice captain, I didn't set my vice captain 
and then Haaland didn't play, so it's a write-off. But Look, this is a big week in the Champions League. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're playing Bayern. We, I don't think to be fair, we need a miracle to qualify. Um, and Newcastle, I really want Newcastle, Newcastle to qualify. It's out of their hands, though. So hands. yes, realistically. But the only thing is, um, PSG are away. I think it doesn't matter. You know what? There are certain teams that. They just respect PSG a bit too much. Newcastle could do what they did because they, they they don't want they don't know better. Mm. They just don't know better. Do, but Dortmund have been playing well, so we'll see. But it being out of Newcastle's hands, I don't expect them Say to go that, through. They lost, well, they, well, they lost three two ten men because they got they had um, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost, yeah. Got ten. Yeah, I just um, yeah, I I can't see Newcastle going through. I want them to because it's all good for England. But yeah, I can't see it happening. Cool. All right. Look. Um, I think that's it this week, Ham. If you're listening, we've read out your message because um, I know Ada, you told him in the group that we. <laughs> I told him we're finished. We're finished because he sent he sent another essay about United. And I said, long, he's long. Well, he sent another. About yeah, United. yeah, yeah. We already finished. We already passed United. United are shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tenag is on borrowed time. Now I can't think of anyone that's out there, off the top of my head, that should come in and take over. But when I watched you guys yesterday for the, for the full 90 minutes, I couldn't help but think surely somebody else couldn't do a worse job. The writing seems to be on the wall. Depending on how Bayern and Liverpool goes, which I expect to be nothing less than playing nil. <laughs> Across both games, Bruno done right thing by dodging that and feel smoke. Smart boy, but big boy. Well, big up the manager of the month, of the month, of the month group. How the hell did you lose three 0 to ball without hole? Um, how and not only lose, but Bournemouth looked off, looked better, coach, played good stuff, defended. It's not a new thing, boy. Executed a well put together game plan, whereas United looked like eleven players and a clueless board manager. That's freaking shit out. On the fl- um, figuring shit on the fly, and that's the worrying part that every team United seem to play apart from Chelsea look better coached with lesser players, and that can't happen. It can happen, and it's been happening. So <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, look, we'll be back next week. I'm not sure. I don't think I'll, at the moment. I don't think I'll be around. So um, I'll be. I'll see you guys the week after. Big game next week. Liverpool United. Um, prediction, Eddie. I don't know. Why are you asking me? How many do you think? Oh, how many? Okay, I like that one. I like that one. I think, who's at home? Liverpool. 6-1. Six, 6-1. One. Six, one. I think it'll be like 3-0. Three, three, you know. They'll try and work hard. So we're not going to score any goals? No, not even penalty? Okay. okay. That team can't score, man. <laughs> 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 um, all right, look, thanks, people. Thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, share this with friends and family and let's get your thoughts on everything we talked about today um, do you think Arsenal complain a lot do you think they blame the whole world for them <laughs> bloody whole world um, do you think Saliba's the best centre back in the Premier League what else um, did you think it was a penalty did you think um, Abbott Scott should have been disallowed and when do you think Ten Hag is going to get sacked before Christmas or after Christmas let's hear what your thoughts are Thank you. Peace.